0: Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin, Best HaShem, Feedback and Insights, share number 75. We're going to discuss today a chapter in uh, Dr. Heva Duba's book called The Relationships Between the Sexes, The Relationships Between Boys and Girls and Genders. She's obviously focusing a lot on the modern Orthodox community where it is quite common that teenage boys and girls interact with each other very often. And uh, to address that issue um, and uh, how to handle that situation. For those of you that are either on the right or left of the modern orthodox world, will still uh, find a lot of the points mentioned here very valuable. And uh, in understanding the differences in the genders and why there is a need for that separation. And um, to show... Um, and to understand that the laws of the physical interactions between the genders is part of our messayra and halacha, and we can't throw it away. Yes, we need to be educated more thoughtfully about them, but to sp- explain it in a pleasant way, and not just in the modern Orthodox communities where... The interactions between um, boys and girls are more prevalent. But even for those that are more on the right wing where they are separate, nevertheless they need to understand what the relationship is all about and why it is there and why those separations are there. And to understand that it's not just simply an old-fashioned uh, um uh, mishigas like some may feel it is or going overboard with the stringencies, but it has real sound basis not just in halacha but in the human psych and psychology to promote good health and um, the truth be told we have studies of total non-Jews and it's uh, they did studies with this that in those communities or in those communities you know, areas where they had separate schools for teenage boys and teenage girls. Separate public schools. Now, they had separate schools, and then nevertheless, there were special nights. Well, you could call it uh, um, the social gathering nights or certain events where they did interact with, with each other as non-Jews, certain events where the boys and girls got together. Um, but their studies, and primarily their, you know, their focus in school was separate and their grades were much higher and not only you know, were their scholastic grades much higher but their psychological well-being and their lack of uh, you know their um calmness and the, their anxiety levels were much lower by the fact that they didn't have to over worry about the interactions between the boys and girls on a day-to-day basis as they were learning, as they were studying, and they had a much richer perspective on it. Um, and then, of course, when it came weekends or other events, they, they did interact. But you see from here, though, that even from the secular standpoint, there's a certain unhealthiness when the genders are too intertwined with one another in emotional ways where it really... Um, holds back their true growth as human beings Um, because there's a hyper-focus on the sexuality at that point that um, sort of blocks um, true growth. And when, of course, it's not that it's a bad thing and when used the right way and channeled the right way, it's the most beautiful thing. Says something very interesting in this chapter that uh, when young couples get married, um, they seem to believe in their minds that they're the first to discover this intimate desire that they have in their bodies, and that sexual connection. And when they look at their parents or older people that have gray hair already, call them the parents, call them their teachers, call them their, you know, the ones that could be old enough to be their grandparents. They have no concept and they think that they were came from a different planet, that they never had these feelings, that they never had or have these sexual feelings that they have, which is totally untrue and not you know, just not reality. The parents, your parents, your teachers, in their thirties, and their forties, in their fifties, and sixties, they very well have felt just like a young couple felt, the intimate desire, sexuality. And it could be very much alive in them, even in that more advanced age. And um, young couples who are not, you know, let's say the ones that are engaged or in modern orthodox circles when they interact with one another, they need to know that married couples also struggle with issues of restraint. That's part of life. The need at times is not an easy time. And it doesn't always last for just 12 days or so. And it's not always convenient. And there's a lot of necessaryness that come up in married life from the fact that they're not available to one another or they can't have physical contact with one another. And sometimes there's a lack of intimacy that's there because of the nida period or after childbirth period. And it could come during a time where there's a crisis of life events. Many couples have said, you know, uh, they were need they were, was a need a period to separate but why could have use the hug then and they were not talking about uh, the sexual uh, physical intimacy at that point they just meant just simply the physical contact of a hug and reassurance it's not always easy and we need to be sensitive and we need to be understanding. we also need to be done like schus, and um, we under we need to understand the difficulties of religious Jews that are not married, how difficult it is. Sigh for the right-wing communities that they are indeed create these separations, and it makes it somewhat easier, but it's still very difficult. And especially for the modern Orthodox community where there is connection and there's uh, not that strong um, separation, it's not always easy. And they have to be even more careful not to breach halacha, By the fact that they interact so often and so much, and it's more free, they need to be extra careful, and they need to understand, like some, even the truth is, is many, even from the modern Orthodox community, that do interact, the boys with the girls, girls with the boys sometimes, even in the same classes, or whatever the case may be, they know and they sense that the gedarim are are wise, the chazal's gedarim are wise. The Ichud is wise. The idea of what they call Shema negia of not having physical contact, is wise. It makes a relationship, even if they have one, um, with the opposite gender, more deep, more... They realize it's a different dimension when it's not just physical. And it's very important. You see, Yiddishkeit values sexuality as something that's so personal, so intimate, that it's reserved only in a marital relationship. It's too deep and too precious to be used in a casual way, or even in a serious way outside of marriage. Because Yiddishkeit, Torah, sees the sexual union of two individuals, a male and a female, as the deepest and most powerful way in which two people can connect. It is not just a physical experience the way she puts it it's a deeply spiritual union it's the joining together of two human beings not just in body but body and soul and unites them and according to many mefarsim that's what it means echad and that aspect of sexuality by the way is largely absent in most television shows and most movies where they have it a lot as a one-night stand, as cheating, as just cheap, you know, stuff. They they lack the, the that deeper dimension and the spiritual aspect of what sexuality actually is that combines body and soul together. Now, teenagers, especially from the modern Orthodox community, may say to their parents or to, to their rabbis, I could flirt. Flirting is does not mean you're gonna sleep with a person. And that's true. The truth is is not all teenagers are total one track minded, you know, animals where uh you know, in their own words saying that when you just because you are flirting a little bit and you're playful, that means you're thinking about that you want to sleep with them. Not necessarily. Nevertheless, the chazal chose a certain norm and a guideline of interactions between male and females. That take away any type of unclear definition, any type of thing that maybe uh, that you would create that the boundaries would become more complicated, and therefore even limited physical contact is not they don't allow because it could easily, knowing human nature, it could easily escalate very quickly into an intimate sexual contact. So many times through the diaries. Or even in Aradar, people initially made fun or didn't understand or ridiculed the Yichud laws as old fashioned. You know, what do you think? Or, or, you know, what do you think we are? Animals over here? And the truth is, you see, unfortunately, from reading the news and the media and understanding how people fall, that yeah, we are indeed, in, in a certain level, we are animals, at least partially animals. Our body desires that sexual relationships, and we're pulled to it. And no matter how high you are in your soul, you still have a body that could be pulled to this. And therefore, in the Chazal, we're aware of it. They're not uh, trying to be negative. They just understand human nature very, very well. And therefore, it's important to keep those the gedarim. And many, many later in life, or even as teenagers, once they fell into certain things, if they did, and they look back, they realize how wise these halachas are. Not that they need our haskama, but ultimately we see it. And what she talks about in the modern orthodox world, they use that expression. It's not a halachic term. It's a term that's used in populate, pop, pop culture and they make their own halachas that way you know a lot of them make their own rules on what streaming the gear really means right so if you you know halachically we know any type of physical contact is not allowed and even handshakes even in a business setting is is halachically debatable let's put it that way i'm not going to get into it right now but certainly let's say high fives and things like that is us but nevertheless, people who are—they say they are Shimer shomer—they'll do a high five, they'll do a handshake, they'll do a pat on the back, things like that. Or they'll—if they receive it, they won't initiate it. But if they receive it, they'll accept it and i will be fine with them. They make their own gedarim. And the bottom line is, it's a complicated thing, and it takes a significant amount of strength to be involved in a long-term romantic relationship without physical components. So if you believe, if you think that you're okay, I'm going to have a boyfriend and I'm going to have a b- b- girlfriend and we're going to have a deep relationship and a deep friendship without any physical component, very often they're just deluding themselves. It's extremely difficult to have that approach. And therefore... The approach of many modern orthodox rabbinim or now, even, recommend that romantic relationships between the genders, even in communities where there is more free um, interaction between the teenage boys and teenage girls, that they do everything they can to avoid getting into a romantic relationship until the teenagers are closer to marriage. If they're at the point, if they're hitting a point in their 20s, low 20s, whatever it is, where they're in their minds are saying, you know something? If I find the right one, if I'm connected to the right one, I'm going to get married in, in a short relative period of time. Then you could already see, I'm not saying, I'm not going into the culture differences and yes and no, but the bottom line is that point in time where a relation the romantic quote unquote relationship will end up the pile in marriage. You really mean business? You really believe this girl is for you, this boy is for you? If you really believe so, then get married. But if they're far away from that marriage point, if they're only fourteen or fifteen or sixteen or seventeen even or eighteen even in cultures where they don't get married till they're twenty two twenty three, and they're only eighteen, that's five years down the road then it's just, it's generally a hurtful experience and not beneficial and detrimental if they get involved in a romantic relationship at that point in time. And it takes away a lot from the things that they are meant to grow in and to accomplish. Now, how parents discuss this and each one in its own culture is a difficult thing. But we need to... Help our children with this. And even if they struggle in these areas, we need to explain things to them. And again, for those who live more in not modern Orthodox culture, but in more in right-wing culture, but if you caught something or you see something that your daughter or son uh, are more, you know, let's, let's say behaving in ways that that, that are more modern, that you're not happy with. You have to know how to take it and know how to handle it in a positive way. And the Iker idea is you strive for Kedusha. You strive to grow. And you help your children grow. Benachas, explaining it in a very calm way. The bottom line is, is that we need to be very careful in the way we, how we govern ourselves when it comes to the male-female interactions in our lives. And sexuality and physical attraction are factors in all interactions between men and women, whether we realize it or not. And again, I am not saying that automatically when you meet a woman or you meet an opposite gender, that means you're thinking about the bedroom already. No, that's not what I mean. Or you think about sex already. No, that's not what I mean either. But nevertheless, it's just the nature of it, where if you have men and women that are not married to one another, but ultimately there is a potential for attraction to be there, and halacha acknowledges that that power of attraction is there, the power of sexual attraction is there, and therefore halacha wants to limit that so that it could be a healthy relationship when it needs to be there. So rather than us falling into our human frailties, the Chachamim really understood our human nature and used this self-knowledge to help us live to a higher standard. So you turn it around. A lot of people think that they're just wagging their finger at you and just want to make your life miserable and not have fun. That's not the case. They understand, they want you to have fun. Have fun, though, when you have a real deep, everlasting Ma- a marriage relationship or when you're getting to that point to get there but not beforehand when you're not ready for it yet or it's not healthy to have it yet and they mean it for our ultimate benefit not just for our souls but for our bodies too not just for Oilam Abba but for Oilam as well and Bez Hashem will continue a little bit more in regards to this subject Bez Hashem in the next feedback